Bones, did uh, did Seagal tell you they're they're gonna remake Under Siege? What? Shit. He'll take that out on me. You know that, right? I don't know, dude. You're already you're already pretty bloody and bruised. That I don't know if that's werewolf related or if it's just Seagal beating your ass. That guy literally just hits me with a stick for like 25 minutes until he gets tired. What's uh, what's going on with Dan over there? Uh, I don't know. He's been acting all weird since he started listening to that cassette player. I'm waving at him right now, and he's just staring at the wall. Dan. Dan. I'm like, dude. Soldiers. Dan, what are you, what are you listening to, dude? Come here, hey. Uh, I, are you wrong? guys, you guys, soldiers of the night? Bones. What the? You want to yeah. be soldiers of the night? I've, what? I've seen this before, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Dan's too deep into no, no November right now. Ah, oh, dude, he's lost focus. Yeah, he's all fogged up, dude. He's. Jerry. Okay, we gotta handle this very delicately, okay? Jerry, Damien. Because obviously he can pop at any moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's make sure he stays on the other side of the counter. Hey, Dan. Oh shit, he's doing air guitar. Oh, fuck. Hey, <laughs> it is pretty sweet though. Yeah, well, it's it looks cool. Badass though. This is like stage three. <laughs> oh, now he's air drumming? God, he's. <laughs> Was that five, four time? That was a little soldiers, odd. Soldiers, yeah. soldiers, the night. <laughs> okay. Hey, 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 hey. What? I was just stacking the. Hey, just demons DVDs. Press, hey, press stop for a second. What? Stop your player. What? Player? Turn off your Walkman. Yeah, turn off your Walkman. Thank you, Kron. Oh. oh. Okay. Hey, take your headphones off. Okay. What's up, soldiers of the night? Dude, why is the tape that goopy? Yeah, man. Don't touch it. Oh, guys, it's all trying to touch my tapes. Kron, has he been doing something to that cassette player? Well, I, that would be my first idea, but... Like, you working. can't say that, though, right? Like, that's... Because like that's kink-shaming. You said you mm-hmm. didn't want to put the movies away, so I went and did them. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right, so I think we've either landed at Dan is nutting way too much or not at all. I, I haven't nutted today. What do you? Th- Have you nutted? I. Did, did you just nut? Did you just nut? <laughs> no, Come on, dude, no, dude. Nut. We we yeah. let stuff slide in this store all the time, but that's <laughs> this is a bridge. That's too enough far, for dude. me. I so eat people. Slide. Holy shit. Come on, dude. Go, dude. Go home. Uh, you, you, yeah. you win. Can to, yeah. Can I go to the bathroom? Nope. First? Straight home. Nope. Straight Just home. Go. Just go. We got this. We'll close. Are you done talking to me so I can get back to my tape? P- press play and walk the fuck out. <laughs> okay. All right. Later, dudes. Fuck. All right. So we're gonna have to pull a, a triple shift today. <laughs> That's Soldiers all right. of the night. Alright, so I guess I'll grab a mop, you grab the other mop, and I'm going to throw on a movie. 
Yeah, I think we're going to be here for probably, what, 82 minutes or so? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. You got something? A Stone Cold classic today, dude. It's a little film called Black Roses from 1988. You got it. This week on Five Day Rentals. Welcome back, everybody, to Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast. Each week, we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category. This round's original category is Brainwashed. This week's pick is Black Roses. I'm hosting this week. My name's Kron, joined as always by Bones. Hello. And Laundry Dan. Howdy. All right, guys. I mean, we've done 42 movies, and it feels good to finally be doing a good one, huh? We've done lots of good ones. They're all winners. It feels nice to revisit the pool every once in a while. You know, our personal our personal wine cellar of shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you guys uh, both have a deep love and history with this film, don't you? This has been the your latter's obsession. True. This has been your obsession for fifteen years. I don't. I wouldn't say obsession. I mean, it's not like I'm attending Black Roses Con or anything. It's never left your thoughts, though, right? It's always tucked somewhere back there. Who has an original? VHS copy of this film. I don't. Well, I do, but that's just because the person working at Best Way Laundromat and Video decided they needed a extra pack of smokes that day or something. How much did you pay for it? I don't remember. I don't remember how because they were you could rent three for a dollar. I don't know. They probably upcharged since we were buying probably like five bucks. But still worth it. Oh, totally worth it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a VHS going for 50 bucks now. That's what I was going to say. Probably even more. Yeah. Who knows? That's a weird whole other market, dude. I will it's look- probably on Blu-ray at this point, right? This is the first time. I mean, this I've seen this movie multiple times, but this is the first time that I could actually see this movie <laughs> like that clearly. It looks pretty good. Yeah, we got into it a little bit last week, but we we were renting from a deserted laundromat. So let's let's not judge those VHSs too harshly. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know if we've, I know we sort of have talked about it and touched on it. Like, Dan, you and I worked at a video store. Um, American pre- Dream. Yeah, a lot of people around us worked there. 
but the like a big inspiration for this is built around Kron and our other friend Danny would would frequent a laundry mat that also rented uh, what you would call gold, what I would call <laughs> five day rentals fodder, and like you said, three for a dollar. And, and yeah, they pr- probably had not bought any new material past the year 1992, maybe. Yeah. And somehow you guys were still finding stuff every time you went. Like mm-hmm. you, it had such a limited wall space, but you still managed to find. Now, here's how many times did you rent Black Roses before you were that you offered to buy it? I don't know. I mean, it had to be several because I, I want to say Danny and I watched it first. I remember watching it multiple times at that apartment, though. Yeah, I don't even. I do not think that I watched it with you guys on first pass. I think it was in passing, coming over, walking around, and you guys having it on again. And it became like, uh, I have to watch this because I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Maybe you just saw it, you know, in, you saw it in like 10 minute chunks over 10 different viewings. Yeah. Yeah. Picked up the full story. I honestly think I came home from work. You guys had just finished it. And then you're like, dude, you got to watch Black Roses and you put it on again. Mm hmm. Now. And also, am I mixing? Was I mixing stuff up with uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare? Were you guys watching that at the same time? No. I don't think so, because like that was one that we didn't see until I got a DVD of it. So I was going to say, okay. I think Ron had a search for that one. There was also what was the other one? Zombie Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I think we tracked down a VHS of that. And then I think he also made a movie called The Jitters, which was not good. And who would that be, Kron? That's uh, John Fasano, the director of Black Roses. Would you guys say Fasano or Fasano? I'd say Fasano. What did he say I... when you called him? <laughs> How did you get this number? <laughs> So normally on this show, uh, our famous directors and stuff, they just bolt in. You know, we very rarely invite them. They just sort of appear. But you guys, we, we you hinted at it a little bit last week's After Showers, but you guys want to retell the, the, the quick story of your interaction with the director of Black Roses? Sure. We... Uh... <laughs> Danny and I were trying to find any information on him that we could. I think, Dan, were you there as well? Like, for that whole bit? Yeah. We were looking him up. We found his personal website, which was just one page that had his email and phone number. So we gave him a call. He answered. He was out to dinner with his children. Uh, So... He said, I'll call you back. We didn't think it would happen. Totally called us back. He's a real stand-up guy. We just chatted with him. Uh, I think he invited us to a horror con. Out in, like, San Diego or something. Yeah, something like that. 
Was I think he... he said all the original, like a lot of the original cast members were all meeting up again or something. I gotta meet Johnny. Johnny's gonna be there. I gotta meet Johnny. The speaker puppet, all of them. Well, that's cool. Did he speak in a, you know, New York East Coast Italian American accent? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't remember how his voice sounded. I just assumed was... that the one dude's dad, Big Puss, was based on him, you know. I don't know. Just remember him being, you know, a stand-up guy. Yeah, you were just <laughs> the, so starstruck. The, yeah. He was He was the kind of guy who, when he says he'll call you back, he calls you back. Wish we had had his number now. Probably made that guy's day. Mm-hmm. He probably drove home in that minivan full of kids. <laughs> told you guys. It's like, I can't wait to put them to sleep. Yeah, I told you. I. Told you know who you that was? Were. That was a fucking fan. Of your father. Mm-hmm. Make sure you tell your mom. People respect your dad, goddammit. You don't have to love me, but you do have to fear me. <laughs> I got told that once. It's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not popular enough for, for me to go on Marin and work this shit out yet, though. <laughs> Gotta bottle it up. Yeah. Just keep pushing it down, dude. Mm-hmm. Then before you know it, I can just ride out my days looking at a USA Today. Mm-hmm. You guys want to get into Black I say Roses? we do it, yeah. Let's <laughs> rock and roll, baby. All right, guys. This is Black Roses from the year 1988, directed by the one and only John Fazano. Uh, we open on a concert where some freaky ghouls are playing a rock show. A uh, couple of these background singers look like they're having a real tough time <laughs> getting their mouths to open through those prosthetics. Uh, we see a guy outside the concert doors. He's kind of peeking in, watching the show. Another guy walks up and says that he has a court order to shut this show down. They start to drag the first guy away. And the court order guy throws open the doors and a bunch of zombified people run out. Is this New York City? I don't know. Like, is Why that where we're that? Is that, Are we supposed to believe that this is in New York? Or is this just a city? I have no idea. Okay. I, I think the have... only thing... They, they say in the movie that they played it live one other time, but I don't think they specify where. Okay. I'm going to guess it's just another small town setup, right? Yeah, where else would they be shutting a show down? They wouldn't be doing that in the city. Well, I have a lot of questions about it. Because the poster outside says, like, continuous shows till 5 (laughs) a.m. And I don't know if that's concert or movies or not. Because there's a Transylvania 65, whatever that fucking movie is, poster. 6,000 or something. Yeah. Is this the... And is this supposed to be the Black Roses? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because Damien's the only one that continues over. It's a completely different band Well, they, than later. they're ghouls at this point. Well, yeah, but all these ghouls have, like, buzz cuts. 
and later he's got a female band and a long-haired drummer. Well, the guy says when he meets, he says, we played it one time, but that didn't work out. So I wonder if maybe they changed it up. Right. Oh, it wasn't that they got shot down. It was that his band sucked, so he had to... Oh, no, the Black, Black Roses are the greatest band in the world, dude. Oh, yeah. You don't... You don't think these ghouls can change gender at a whim? I mean, they're demons. It's, Come on. It's absolutely they're right. <laughs> You're 100% right. I take back everything. Please continue. I think it's the exact same band. It's like, you lose that bassist. You don't even have the Black Roses anymore, dude. Uh, all right. They had a chick, though, right? Yeah, they have several chicks when they get to Mill Basin. Okay. Maybe we it's our- just a continuing of demons that come in. I, I think you're not doing Damien, anything. Damien is the head demon, and then he fills his band in with bit players. <laughs> right. Well, I it's ghost. If you told me, yes, it's if you told me that the rest of the band got arrested. Okay, I'll. And he had to get a new band. Maybe it's the opposite of what I said. Like Damien is the Black Roses. He, like for the albums, he plays every instrument, but for so, touring purposes, right? Like the first Queens of the Stone Age record. Hmm. Okay. All right, we get our opening credits. We see two Lamborghinis pull into a small town. They Dude. were. Those Lamborghinis did not leave first gear. <laughs> I wrote down they were obviously not allowed by the rental agency to get these over 25 miles per hour. Not at all. <laughs> nope. Uh, we do see a guy get out. He's covered head to toe in leather and a leopard codpiece. Yes. He gestures for his band to get out, and he points up and down the street with his devil horns. And the other members of his party get out and start putting up some flyers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We cut over. We now check in with a few kids who inhabit Mill Basin. This is the town we're in. Uh, There's Janie, whose friend Tina shows up to get her. Tina's in her cheerleader uniform, and Janie's dad makes sure to tell her how good she looks. No, sir. No. We cut over and see Tony. He's still snoozing in bed, just like his father, his mother says. You're going to be late for school, you bum. It's where the Canadian really comes out. We then cut over to Johnny, whose dad is enthralled with the morning edition of the newspaper and barely notices his kid enter the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And finally, we cut over to Julia, whose dad is sitting in a chair, crushing a Budweiser. And smoking a cigar at 7 a.m.? 7 a.m., man. Guys, this is before school starts. Now, do you think he works third shift and he's just getting home? That's the only way I'm accepting of it. Uh, He doesn't even work, guys. He's on disability. He's just been up all night. I mean, that's the only other option. He's either, at best, he's a third shifter, right? Yeah. The reality is he's probably been doing this all night long. 
let's see. Yep, he's been up all night. Uh, as everyone arrives at school, we see some Black Roses posters around the building. Could have got some uh, cooler posters, I think. You don't think these posters are cool, dude? Not really. I think Damien and that wig sells it. No, nah, not for me. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not going to see this guy. A black and white glamour shots doesn't get you to buy tickets. No, nah. sorry, dude. If if you lived in Mill Basin, you'd be you'd be buying your ticket as soon as that box office opened. This is the biggest thing to hit Mill Basin, guys. Ever. I'd be 46 years old. I wouldn't be going to a concert. I'd be trying to get well, through high school because I've this, been there forever. Yeah, I was going to say, in this town, at 46, you're only a junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, these posters say, Damien Live, and we hear a voiceover that says, Damien. Evil. 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 Evil propels me, and the reform of evil propels me. I stand indifferent. Guys, this quote is being delivered by Mr. Morehouse, who's the teacher of what looks to be a bunch of 35-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And he's their only teacher. Mm-hmm. He's this, just trying... The school is just, a, a, an English professor or an English teacher, a guidance counselor, and a school board. Yep. I mean, really, he's just trying to get these other adults to mm-hmm. to let poetry sink into their lives for once. Guys, speaking of poetry, um, Black Roses came in handy today for a question on Jeopardy that I got correct because I was like, leaves of grass. That's what he was teaching them. And that was the answer to... The Jeopardy question. Fucking Whitman or Emerson? Yeah. Emerson. I think Emerson did leaves a grass, right? I don't know. One of them. I don't know. I had a shitty don't, English teacher. Don't fucking tweet he us. Wouldn't have, he wouldn't have fought a devil for me. I thought it was Damien who <laughs> spoke all these beautiful words. But I wish the. Yeah, I came up and I was like, oh, that's leaves of grass. That was on Black Roses the other night. <laughs> I wish the Jeopardy question had just been about Black Roses. <laughs> what, oh, that's, the, that's the other thing that confuses me about the opening is that it's a different band. Like that song is an actual song from another band. Molly Hatchet. <laughs> Molly Hatchet? That first song that they're playing when they're the ghouls or the, the actual demons the, is Molly Hatchet. Oh, Me Against the World? Yeah. I thought it was like Lizzie something. Thin Lizzie? Mm-mm. I got some. We'll go into that. Okay. You guys have never been to a concert and they do a cover? Nah, if they do, I walk out. I, I mean, that's allowed, right? That's fine. <clears throat> it's fine. You seem to take some, some umbrage with it. Lizzie Borden. Is it Lizzie Borden? Yeah. I thought it's No, said, I take uh, umbrage with it with if I'm supposed to later on that's think what I like I meant. Oh, he's yeah, that's what you meant, dude. Um He's some great poet, but if he's a great poet, why is he stealing other people's shit? Like 
I don't know. It's just very confusing. I had. I think uh, anybody who watched this might. I don't know, especially if you watch it twice and you realize how different the band is, and like you said, that they talk about how they only played once. So, because that means they started to play, and within forty-five minutes, somebody realized, "Oh shit, he's turning all the kids into demons," and then went and got an order to shut them down. Right. I mean, maybe the cover is right before the big finale. Where they really zombify the crowd. <laughs> it's just starting to percolate at that point. Because the guy does come to break the show up, you know? So, mm-hmm. there's obviously still some more show left. Yeah, he would have felt real dumb going through all that rigmarole. And then uh, that was their encore. <laughs> all right, to be determined on... <laughs> If Damien is a poet or not, we'll we'll see as we go on. Uh, So this quote, it's from, it's being delivered by Mr. Morehouse. We see him teaching. Uh, He tells everyone this is from Whitman. And he asks, what exactly does Whitman mean here? And then he announces forum. This is the first scene where we see all these kids drag their desks into a a big semicircle. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mr. How many English teachers saw this and was like, "Yeah, that's a good, that's a great idea." Well, this this was probably a good substitute after all those kids were falling off of their desks after watching Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure those were some memos going around, right? At least this forum style teaching keeps the kids seated. I mean, mm-hmm. it also a lot less. Yeah, it gives Morehouse to do a lot of physical comedy, too. Mm-hmm. Or it might be later on, I think, where he's, he grabs his sunglasses and he's, he's doing he's doing a little crowd work in the forum. Uh, Morehouse asks, what does Whitman mean by evil? He asks our oldest and wisest student, Johnny. Johnny <laughs> replies, evil? Morehouse says, yeah, Johnny. Evil Knievel. Goddamn, guys. This guy is cool as hell. He's got quips. Smoking. Uh, Johnny understands exactly what Whitman's saying. It's just like these Black Roses concerts. Just this like filled. Yep. <laughs> this town is it's filled with line. people who claim to be good. But now the biggest thing to hit Milt Basin comes along and they try to stop it. You call that good? They're hypocrites. Uh, Morehouse replies, that's a very interesting monologue, Johnny, but I think you've misunderstood the poem. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Why not just relate it to the one other thing happening in town? That's why he's still there, man. (laughs) He's like, fuck. I'm going to have to fail you again, Johnny. (laughs) A girl in the class chimes in and says that it's a huge honor that the Black Roses even chose Mill Basin as their first show ever. They could have started this tour anywhere. Can you, uh, we Dan, a- can you imagine if while we were in high school, a fucking ghost came to where we graduated high school and that was going to be their first tour stop? I would immediately assume that they're demonic entities 
there to brainwash us. That's my first. There's no reason for you to come here other than to fuck with us. Guys, I think the whole success of Ghost is because of this movie. He's seen this movie. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt Tobias hasn't watched this. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You think think Ghost is just ripping off the Black Roses? I think when this movie's remade, it'd be with Ghost. (laughs) That is a $150 million idea right there. There are times like coming up where I think this shit's about to burst out into a musical. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's my I never first noticed. note. It's my first note. Okay. That's not as strong of a first note as Mike Hunt, but... I don't know. Well, that's why I waited 15 minutes. <laughs> said, I can't even... I literally can't come close in, in comedic brevity or in time. I need to at least let this breathe i mean the two lambos rolled by and that i immediately i immediately wrote my cunt just hoping like i was like yeah mm-hmm. maybe uh we cut over to johnny's house his dad is now reading the evening newspaper johnny's bought some tickets to the first two shows and guys we also see johnny making his own black roses Jean vest. Yeah. This thing's pretty sick looking. It's also some very um, uncomfortable cinematography <laughs> in this scene. It's very close. It's very uh, uh, haunting. Yeah, Pop. Bought my tickets to the show today. Uh, we cut over to our city council meeting or whatever's going on there. Uh, school board, maybe. I don't know. But we've got some lady. She's standing at the front uh, at a podium. Behind her is an American flag and a Canadian flag. Gotta give Guys, it up. Is Mill Basin a border town? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Mill is a, is Canadian. <laughs> Basin America. Which is a bummer because the Basin's American. So they get all the money from the Mill. Mm-hmm. And we just flood every summer. Uh, This lady, she holds up a Black Roses album cover, which features a very cartoonish skeleton. And she says, the forces of the devil are invading our town and stealing our children away from us. Their image alone has become a symbol of evil. Just a big, stupid cartoon skeleton. Uh, She goes on to read some of the lyrics to some Black Roses songs. This is getting the... The parents all whipped up into a lather. They can't believe what they're hearing. Uh, just as soon as they're ready to shut this whole thing down, the mayor takes over the microphone and tells us that the purpose of music is to shake us up a little bit. Rock and roll's all about rebellion. Remember Elvis? Little Richard? Chuck Berry? The Beatles? Let's not forget about those Beatles. Let's not forget about the kid who grew his hair long that we all yep. wanted to kill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. His next line is, Martin, do you remember when your kid grew his hair out long like Ringo Starr? 
They wanted to run that kid out on a rail. So Mill Basin has a dark past, guys. Mm-hmm. I do love the woman that stands up here. I don't know if you recall that. And she's just like, are you going to stop these concerts, Mayor Farnsworth? Like, <laughs> reminds me of uh, like the, the Howard Johnson scene in Blazing Saddles. I think uh, Mill Basin was definitely burning witches at that era time. No doubt. Pro- probably up until last week in Mill mm-hmm. Basin, they were <laughs> burning people alive. Uh, but this mayor, he says he's not going to be shutting down these concerts. Uh, Mr. Morehouse was kind of hanging out in the back, and he decides to leave early. So he walks out. We cut over to Johnny. He's hanging out with Julia, and he's teasing her about her relationship with Mr. Morehouse. He is dance teasing. Mm-hmm. He, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he is up and down. This is like the Dirty Diana video. I think there was a... West Side's... There's a dance sequence there that they cut. That could very well be. No man gets on a light pole like that if he has not danced. I I don't know. Maybe he's just a new actor and doesn't... He's like, we got to come up with something here because otherwise we're just walking. Like, how do we add something dynamic to it? But he hops off one or two steps, climbs up, I think, three or four street lamps, several signs. He's literally, like, walking backwards and doing that, like, Michael Jackson crunt, like, hunch thing a few times. Johnny, it's me, John. I'm sorry, but we've got to get this thing down to an hour 23 minutes, so... Tone it down. We're scrapping. We're scrapping the dance sequence. But I worked so hard. That's the reason you got me. That's the reason I said mm-hmm. yes. And uh, the cameraman refused to um, reset everything, so you still need to hit your musical marks. <laughs> You're just not singing. Uh, Johnny tells Julia that <clears throat> she could be dating him. He's also pretty much just upset about his crappy lot in life. He kind of mentions that as soon as high school's done, he's just going to be working with his dad for the rest of his life cutting hair. I don't know how you could pull this guy away from the newspaper long enough to give you a trim, but (laughs) (laughs) apparently that's what he does for a living. Uh, Johnny says that's why I couldn't believe when the Black Roses decided to play here. They've never played outside of the studio before, and they picked Mill Basin to open their tour. Johnny's now at a fever pitch. He's jumping on street signs and and gyrating on them. Uh, Johnny announces, that's it. I'm doing something. I'm going to paint this town red. Johnny hops a fence and sneaks into a hardware a hardware store. He comes out with a can of red paint. How do you know it's red? <laughs> it's already well spilled out of there. <laughs> this must have been one that they were going to throw away anyway. That is, that is a stage <laughs> show uh, prop. Mm-hmm. 
the guy I work with, he was like, oh, what are you guys doing tonight for the podcast? I was like, Black Roses. He's like, oh, I think I've seen that. He's like, the only thing that I can remember from that movie is Paint the Town Red. And I was like, that's the one thing that you remember? He's like, is that is that right? And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's that's, that's in there. Mm-hmm. It's a pivotal scene, Dan. <laughs> so Johnny opens up this paint can, and he throws the lid on the ground. Now, blocks away, Mr. Morehouse is... Manages to hear the paint window lid. window shopping. <laughs> yep. Uh, but he hears the distinct sound of a paint can <laughs> hitting the pavement, <laughs> and he leaves at once to investigate. Johnny and Julia hear someone coming and take off running down the street. Mr. Morehouse sees what's happening here. Uh, he kind of looks over, and there's a dark figure that emerges across the street. Mr. Morehouse leaves, and the paint can catches on fire. Creepy. Now, the the alley across the street that the figure appears in, adjacent to that, it looks like a nightclub or a bar, but on their marquee, it says, yup, yup, it's the Nada Cup. Yeah, I've seen that as well. What is the Nada Cup? Uh, I gotta know. Something Canadian? Okay. Maybe? Yeah. It's probably like the yearly celebration after the basin floods or something. Mm -hmm. I was so concerned with that, I didn't even realize the paint bucket caught on fire the first time. And he finds the knife too, right? Did you say that? he? Yeah, so Johnny had opened the paint can with his Swiss Army knife, and he leaves that behind when they run off. So Morehouse picks that up. Uh, we cut back over to the class. Morehouse calls again for a forum. As all these kids do, like you're wasting half the class just dragging your desk around from place to place. Nah, Cron, that class is only five minutes five long. Five minutes long, yeah. Yeah, and you're wasting two and a half minutes of it <laughs> moving your desk around every which way. I thought the same thing. I was like, did he tell them to forum at the end of class? Because mm -hmm. they no more adjust their desks. Just leave the desks that way. Yeah, they they really should just be set up in the forum positioning. Uh, Morehouse asked Johnny to explain self-reliance. As Johnny is talking, Mr. Morehouse reveals Johnny's Swiss Army knife, which he used to open the paint can. Guys, now Johnny knows that Morehouse knows. Fuck. I think this is also the scene where uh, Morehouse goes over and picks up a student's glasses and puts them on and then does like a Fonzie kind of cool guy pose. Yeah, because he asks Johnny about the self, like, he's like, what does he mean about self-reliance? And Johnny just really pulls an answer out of his ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, self-reliance. It means taking the bull by the horns. Bull by the horns. And he says something about, yeah, I know you shovel bull or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morehouse is cool as hell, dude. Yeah, man. It's also the first real time we see Tony. Mm-hmm. And his fucking ripped ass and that uh, yellow muscle shirt. 
Very angry young man. Mm-hmm. As class dismisses, Johnny tells Mr. Morehouse, my mother left my father because he was too afraid to take a chance on anything. <laughs> I'm not going to let that happen to me. Okay, Johnny. Shit. <laughs> we cut over to Julia and Johnny at their lockers. Julia confirms that Mr. Morehouse knows. He told her that he knows, but he's not going to say anything else about it. We cut over to the concert venue. The kids are up front. All the adults are in the back, making sure everything's on the up and up. The band comes out. Damien enters in a white jacket and tosses a black rose into the audience. Hey, Grunt, I gotta stop you there. Jacket? Or duster? You, you think that's a white duster? I think it's pretty close. It's past the I knees. It looks like it's made out of silk or something, dude. Oh, what a duster can't... It's gotta be leather? I think so. I think silk, you're in kimono territory. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll give you that. How are you going to survive in the Old West wearing a silk chiffon around? I can't imagine just doing, doing a show and not having any ambient music or just walking out. Yeah, the lights, just, the lights don't even come down. No. Like, nothing. When I went and seen Judas Priest, they brought Rob out. Like, they had all their hands, like, on the back of his shoulder in a line. And they, like, came out. And I was like, that's the, like, most not metal thing I've ever seen in my life. But these dudes are old, so. <laughs> like a little conga line? Yeah. So they, guess wouldn't, like, fall. But you could just see him, like, rolling in, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's cute. I was imagining, like, the three blind mice dudes at the beginning of Dr. No. Do you think they switch the leader every night, or is it always the same guy who... I think Rob was in the middle. I think Richie was the end because of his face on the thing. Uh, Damien announces that he would like to sing a song about his home, and the band starts into a uh, ballad. The parents in the back of the auditorium uh, are saying that they've seen enough. The lady who was protesting this even happening from the beginning, uh, she says it's awfully loud, but it isn't what I was expecting it to be. And the mayor adds, you know, every generation has its music, Remember the Lindy Hop? This guy is timeless, dude. He knows all the great hits throughout the generations. So this prompted me to do a little bit of research on some on some other cool uh, dance crazes mm-hmm. of of those people's generation. So if I may, I'd like to list some of these off. We got the stroll, the hand jive, the cha-cha, the swing, the jitterbug, the boogie-woogie, the West Coast swing, the bunny hop, the calypso, the bop, the Madison line dance, the slow drag, the fish, the slope, the twist, the mashed potato, the watootsie, and my favorite, the meat stick. And Kron, 
congratulations. You have to learn all these dances for our TikTok page. Mm-hmm. I was I was doing them as bones read through them. That fast? You guys you guys weren't paying attention. Well, you guys ever seen somebody meat stick like this before? Going to say, do you have details on the meat stick? I'm I mm-hmm. I'm afraid to look it up. <laughs> Just Google. I'm afraid to isolate the search meat stick. Just go to X tubes and type in meat stick. <laughs> X tubes, man, I like that. Don't mention. I'm on that hamster wheel, us. buddy. Don't. <laughs> they're not paying us. Who do they pay? Themselves. I think <laughs> people pay them, Dan. Verified advertisers. Amateurs. I'm just saying. That's where you get all the ads for. Uh, Make your dick go from a nub to a, you guys a are, two by four. You guys are admitting stuff. Hmm? My friend told me there's a lot of like these ads for like animated stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I bet you cannot not come in 10 seconds playing this game. You know? Mm-hmm. It'll be like some blue demon chick just getting railed. Yeah, dick. De- Dustin, mm-hmm. Dustin's buddy told me about the boner pills too. Yeah, who's Dustin? But who's Dustin's buddy? Bones. Yeah, Bones. <laughs> I was reading a thing today about the Proud Boys, and I guess you have to commit to only masturbating one time a month, and you're not allowed to watch porn. I was like, that sounds terrible. Like, why would that even be considered? That it that is. Like indoct like that is religious do- indoctrination shit. Like old school. Oh no wonder I don't read the Bible. I don't no, know but if I'm, there's anything in the Bible that says you can only no, crank it. No, once a no. Month. I mean you're not supposed to be cranking it at all. But I'm saying it's it's the same sort of mentality that they do for, you know. I don't want to Fo- be focus on the mission. I don't want to focus on any particular um, region of the world that is notorious for religious-based violence, but a big part of that is, like, oh, you got to keep your... Yeah. (laughs) But it's kind of a form of brainwashing, in a way. Like, you want people to have all that fucking rage? If everybody's beaten off, they ain't going to have the fucking energy to go storm a fucking capital, buddy. Can't eat shellfish. Nobody on January 6th. Nobody there on January 6th ejaculated on January 5th. (laughs) Okay? And that's a big problem. Yeah, listener, you heard it on Five Day Reynolds first. Fucking crank off. (laughs) Make America ejaculate again. That's one of the best Mm -hmm. things you can can tell somebody. Like, hey, before you make a big decision, go crank one out. If you think different afterwards, yeah, it's probably a bad decision. Yeah, don't be doing this no not November bullshit. Yeah, I'm telling you, I thought I was like I struggled forever. I was like, do I buy a new 65 inch TV? I'm standing there in Best Buy, just cranking off. Mm-hmm. I'm done, and I go, I still want the TV, and the guy was like, cool, because you got to go. So it worked out. We mm-hmm. called the cops. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you've already, a, ruined, you've already ruined this one, so you kind of got to buy it. Yeah, but there's a chance that, you know, with a clearer mind, I would have said, I don't want this TV now, and I would have left. Mm-hmm. The meat All stick. Right, where, where are we? <laughs> the Lindy Hop. Uh, so just as the parents group exits the building, the ballot ends. Mr. Morehouse, he's kind of looking back. He's he's wanting to see a little bit of the next song. Maybe because he, he's entranced by Damien's poetry. Who knows? He's also got that safari jacket on mm-hmm. in this scene. Yeah. Dude, that's a good-looking 80s man. <laughs> that stash? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cry that it inspire you to grow it back? I mean, it'll come back eventually. It's... It's only gone for, you know, brief periods. You know, so don't worry. part of the five-day rentals dirt boys, you can only shave once a month. Mm-hmm. And you can't look in the mirror when you do it. Ah, fucking fuck that. I like that. Can't we just join yeah. QAnon? At least we don't, we can crank off. No, I don't, I don't think you can. You can't, yeah, you can't crank off unless they tell you to crank off, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody to, go to Dallas, to and JFK Jr. is going to come back and show us how to crank off mm-hmm. upside down. Uh, the mayor comes back and gets Morehouse, and he's like, all right, let's go. Uh, just as soon as the door closes, the... Uh, the mood in the room changes. So <laughs> the lights go down when they come back up. The band is all in leather. The cod pieces are back on full display. Uh, they move into a much heavier song and Damien starts into this track, which is rock invasion. Probably a black roses original. Lizzie Borden didn't provide this one. No, it was was not near as good as the uh, the ballad or the opening song. We cut back over to class. Mr. Morehouse is asking who wants to open up the discussion. But guys, these kids are all zoinked out. They can't be bothered to learn about this stupid shit. They're backed up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Haven't been cleaning out the pipes. Uh... They don't even know what Morehouse is talking about at this point. Morehouse catches Julia on the way out of class and asks her how she liked the show. She said it was great, and she's going again tonight because the band gave away free tickets to everyone. We cut over to the high school parking lot. I guess some, I don't know if it's the band themselves or some representatives of the band, but they're handing out free albums to a bunch of kids. A fight breaks out over one of the free albums. Tony lifts another student over his head. He's got one hand on his chest and one hand on this guy's junk, and he's really working the junk, guys. You got a good grip. Uh, But he ends up just throwing this guy, like, over some other people. Yeah, Mr. Brother. 
Mr. Morehouse goes to pay a little visit to Damien, and the two are sharing a nice glass of milk. Yep. <laughs> uh, Morehouse asks, why'd you come to Mill Basin anyway? Damien says, are you kidding? Why'd you decide to move to Mill Basin? Burn. <laughs> Damien says the Mill Basin is a test case. Uh the label wants us to start somewhere small since we've never played outside of the studio. And this is where he says, well, we did one time, but that really didn't work out. Damien invites Morehouse to the show tonight. Uh, Mr. Morehouse says, oh, I've got plans. Damien says another date with the mayor's daughter. Morehouse says, where the hell are you getting this stuff? And Damien says, you're a famous guy. I've known your soul for a long time. <laughs> if you can't figure out what's happening in this movie yet, take a break and crank off and come back mm. to it. Uh, we cut over to Tony. His dad walks in, who is Big Pussy from The Sopranos. Tony is doing some, some concentration curls. Also, uh, uh, sorry, uh, my favorite observation that I made watching this was that um, when Big Puss or Tony's dad walks into the room, before he walks into the room, the room that he comes from, you can see very clearly in one of the photo, uh, like the there's like a poster on the wall, and in that reflection, you can see the actor who plays Big Puss just standing and waiting to start the scene. So it's not like he, you know, gets a good walk into the room. He's literally standing right there. So that first step you see, he's standing there in like that Hitchcock fucking silhouette. I backed it up several times. I was like, am I? No, but sure enough, you can, it's fucking great. I love seeing those little moments of like when a scene is started. It always irks me when it, you don't say like, all right, go back and wa start walking 10 feet, you know? And then when you hit a certain point, start talking. I hate when they cut to a scene and the people have just started walking together. But anyway. I guess they may have had that same problem as the the makers of the brain did, where it's just like, where do we put this guy? Mm -hmm. just go, yeah. <laughs> go behind that board and come out. <laughs> Independent thinkers. Yep. Uh, Tony's dad insults his earring and then he turns off the Black Roses record. Uh, he sits down to read a magazine and the record player comes back on by itself. He gets up again to turn it off, but it comes back on before he can even sit down. He opens the record player lid and the record's all goopy now. So of course, what do you do? touch it you touch it yeah he kind of checks it out uh a little weird puppet creature comes out of the speakers uh tony's dad yells what the fuck <laughs> and the creature grabs him and pulls him in through the speaker it is a very slow arduous scene <laughs> so we're gonna get puppet. them speakers yeah. Some good puppet work, though, I mean. 
It's and the music is also very bombastic here. We haven't talked about how awful the score to this movie is. It is very like after school synthy. Too much mm-hmm. screaming too. Way too well, much screaming. Yeah, nobody else aren't the, like his son and his wife doing the dishes, they don't hear this. Yeah. Isn't this song like all weird and slow? Or is that in another part in the movie? So the song that he's listening to is the song from the very beginning of the movie. The Me Against the World song. That's what's on the record. Yeah, but I think when it turns goopy, it's like pitched down or something. It could be. Once the puppet is attacking him, it's a very like sort of score. Maybe it's a record player, though. Yeah, you know, that could be what they were trying to go for, but yeah. it's it's a definite choice, and I don't think it happens again. Evening bean, <laughs> beans freaking I, out. I man. saw the the tail creeping back there, <laughs> like a jaws fin. She just launched out from under a chair and jaws <laughs> going ape shit. Jaws, jaws. Uh, we cut over to Morehouse. He's at home, pours himself a nice half of a beer, and pops on some classic music. What is that cabinet? He opens the cabinet from the kitchen, but we saw through it. He's got a weird ass apartment, bro. Yeah, I he couldn't really figure. Like, yeah, he goes Maybe and sits in his, his sunroom. I think that's his beer cabinet where he keeps his beer nice and room temp. Well, yeah, he gets a beer out of the fridge, but his, the cabinet that he opens and he reaches, it's like there's a door on one side, but it's completely open on the other. So what's the point of the door? I don't know. The architecture in Mill Basin leaves one wanting. Well, they're a border town, dude. You probably got to, it's like you can only get the materials on the U.S. side, but you have to get the labor on the Canadian side and then... Yeah, and then you got the fucking building codes that probably conflict with each other. They're trying to measure in metric, but everything's been cut in imperial. Fuck. (laughs) It's a real mess, dude. Yeah, I do like how they have Morehouse do the Mr. Rogers where he takes off his sweater and puts on another... Sweater. (laughs) Yeah, he puts on like a a long sleeve. Uh, We cut over to concert night two. Kids are chanting, Damien, 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 Damien. The band emerges. Damien gives them a devil horn salute. And the band starts ripping into soldiers of the night. As the band plays, they start turning the audience into some totally weird rubber zombies. Mr. Morehouse wakes up to the sound of glass breaking. He walks outside to see that his car window is broken. Son of a bitch. And a Black Roses poster is stuck next to it. Uh, Johnny and Tony see Morehouse leave and follow him. How Okay, how do you not see them? And it's not just this movie that's guilty of that. But the stand outside of somebody's house, you know, 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I think he's 
think he's so enraged that his window got shattered. Oh, okay. He's just seeing red. He's got tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah dude. He's just seeing the I road don't know. right in front of him. I I walk out of my house and I do a pretty good scan. Like at all times, like especially if somebody just busted my window, I'd probably like want to look down the street a little bit more. And if there were two fucking thirty-year-old teens <laughs> laughing at themselves, uh, so Morehouse he's driving. Uh, downtown Mill Basin has just turned into a cesspool. You guys, mm-hmm. there are kids making out. There are people fighting. I think a old lady's getting her purse stolen. There's an Indiana Jones punch that happens during this. I mean, there's nobody ever on the street in the daytime. When those Lambos pull in, there's not a single person out. But now, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese in there, man. You got kids running around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morehouse arrives at the mayor's house. His girlfriend, Priscilla, is there. Uh, she's the mayor's daughter. <laughs> Morehouse, he's not she bad is, at joke. She is right out of a fucking soap opera, right? Mm-hmm. This lady is, she's doing some work. Got a history. Uh, Morehouse isn't here to joke around. He needs to talk to the mayor. Uh, Priscilla asks, why don't you want to talk to me? Morehouse says, it's my students. You wouldn't care. I care about your little students. Mm-hmm. She says, your little students with their little books and your little teacher's pet. And Morehouse fires back, you leave Julia out of this. Ah, so, yep. Gotcha. Step, stepped right into it, dudes. Uh, Pris- this scene kind of goes on. Priscilla, she's just acting like a major bitch. And Morehouse defends his decision to teach. Uh, he really cares about these kids. We see Johnny, he arrives at home. His dad is now reading the midnight edition of the paper. And he can't even be bothered again to look over at his own kid. He misses Johnny's sweet fucking air guitar and shit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnny puts on his Black Roses record and gets into bed. He lights up a cigarette. Did you guys ever smoke in a house that you lived in? Yep, Maybe in an apartment. Outside. No, I mean in in no. the four walls. <laughs> no. Yep. We were 19, 20 years old, though, so. We could afford to smoke back then, mm-hmm. health-wise. Did you at we, least uh, open a window? Nah. I mean, Dan was coming in and out of that apartment so much. He was Kramering it. It invented. Maybe, maybe Danny had one of those windows open over there. Maybe. Didn't I stopped opening that. that window after we got the noise complaint. <laughs> we had a Cinco, Cinco de Mayo dance party, and they came over. Yeah, it's it's a brutal thing. It fucks up the house. It just stinks too, man. Like everything you own just will smell like a cigarette. Even at the height of my smoking, I never laid down like that and smoked. In bed? No. I can't 
I can't, like, I have no association with a cigarette and my bed. Like, not even... Somebody's in QAnon, dude. (laughs) The the bedroom is the only place I smoke. So who shows up? (laughs) All right, so a hot naked lady gets in the bed with Johnny, and they start making out. Uh, We now cut over to a little kid who's playing with some action figures. He's just tossing them in the fire, dude. Fucking psycho. This is the most psycho person in the movie. He killed Batman, so you're pissed. That has nothing to do with it. I mean, this kid is just sitting there getting off melting action figures. Yeah, it's fucked up. He starts with Batman, but... I would never throw my action figures in a fireplace. I love how his dad doesn't even acknowledge that he's there. He's like, oh, shit, you're still awake. Oh, he goes, how could you do this to your toys? How could you do this? Your toys. It doesn't smell like burning plastic, sir. Oh, it will. (laughs) Maybe he's uh, smoking in there so he doesn't even notice. Yeah. Uh, This kid's dad, who is also Janie's dad, uh, he's a, apparently enthralled in this magazine because he doesn't even realize it's 11 o'clock and his kid is still awake. So tells him, time to go to bed. Janie and Tina arrive home from the concert. They had a great time. Tina asks, where's Mrs. Miller? Uh, Mr. Miller says it's Thursday night bridge night. She won't be home until 1 or 2 a.m., Sounds familiar. Seems pretty, seems pretty late for a bridge night, guys. Well, they might try to start at 8.30, but then they do 45 minutes of pregame <laughs> and stats and bullshitting. and Getting warmed up. Yeah. Uh, so, since she's not going to be back for a while and Tina's parents aren't going to be home for a while, they decide to play some gin. We cut over to Tony. He's doing some sick burnouts and blaring a Black Roses record. He gets home and his mom starts yelling at him for going to the concert. So he just runs her right down with his car. My mom does the same thing. Dude, I always wanted a... Run your mom over? Yeah. A (laughs) two-door like that that had the, uh, the louvered back window. It's a Firebird, yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was the coolest shit. On a Firebird or... Camaro? Yeah. Dude, when I was a little, my dad had a Camaro Z28. Damn, dude. Thing was sick, dude. 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 <laughs> dude. Dude. I was like, why are we always driving around in this old truck? We just got this badass Camaro set in the garage. Uh, We cut back over to Tina and Janie and Janie's dad. Janie announces announces that she's going to go to sleep. Tina says her and the dad should stay up and play a round of strip gin. He's already sweating by this point as well. Mm -hmm. He is, I'm guessing the chemicals maybe from the action figures, they're getting to him. Yeah. Just breathing in melted plastic. Yeah. Uh, 
Tina says, I'm sure you know the rules. He says, actually, yes, I do. It's not lying. <laughs> I mean, this guy's played before. He's mm-hmm. telling the truth. I got two kids, don't I? Uh, she says, great, I'll deal, or you deal, I'll open. We cut over to Johnny. He gets out of bed. He's all... He's all mixed up at this point, guys. He grabs a gun. He shouldn't be mi- mixed up. He should be clear-headed. Guys. I don't know if... The- he's got no toxins in him. He has, he's been relieved. I guess, like, a normal crank-off will clear you out, but a crank-off from a demon... Okay. That's only going to okay. mix you up more. Okay, that formula makes sense. Okay. Especially, dude, I'm telling you, if I did a sick-ass air guitar spin like that and nobody was like, hey, badass, fuck. I've carried grudges for less. Need at least a thumbs up. Damn, come on. So Johnny's got his gun. Um, He walks. uh, You guys made a critical mistake here. With what? Nobody noticed anything whenever this demon lady disappears at 49 minutes and 19 seconds. <laughs> What's on the back of that bedroom wall? We got a smut wall, gentlemen. What? You got to go back and look. Good. Did you timestamp it? I thought I seen something and I went back and I paused and I said, Yep. Is smut it smut wall? Is it an actual smut wall, or is this just? There like... are multiple pictures of nudity. It's not just like black roses stuff. He's pinned nope. onto the wall. Nope. It's naked ladies. Okay. I, as All I right. didn't see it, I'm gonna I'm gonna default and say that that it's there. I'm sorry. Sorry for missing it. I guess Put I was too busy the... looking at the real naked woman. <laughs> Put it on the special smaller big list of smut walls that we got. Have going. we done that? Not yet. We, we need should have us. Yeah, we need a smut wall and a hot dog list, right? Dan, listen back to all of our episodes and figure out which yeah. ones feature those things. We'll cut them evenly and then we'll go from there. There's a smut wall in this movie. There's a smut wall in. Maximum Overdrive, which yep. has never been seen by the or heard by the public. Deep Rising. One, yeah, Deep, Deep Rising. Rising. And I think this one. Uh, Savage There's Streets, one. doesn't one of the kids like his locker? He's got like smut. He's got a little mini smut wall in his locker. Yeah, maybe. Isn't there another one too? No, I think we we thought one counted, but it didn't. Maybe in like Strange Land or something. I mean, that movie's just smut. <laughs> it's the inspiration it would, for all it, these walls. It, that it wouldn't take long to just go movie by movie and go, okay, smut wall, hot dog, nothing. Smut wall, hot dog, nothing. We'll do that on the next Dan, uh, yeah, rewind show. Dan, you do a work, do the work, and we'll do a quiz. Kron can do the work. It's America's favorite game. 
Smut Waller Hot Dog. No, because Bones did the game before, and then I did most recent. Yeah, so it is Dan's you, turn to game. Yeah, you got to do Smut Wall Hot Dog. Nothing. <laughs> All right, so uh, Johnny walks into the living room. His dad is busy reading the 3 a.m. edition of the newspaper. His dad asks if he's having trouble sleeping. Johnny says, I love you, Dad. Shoots him right in the head. Beautiful. Smart to wear a glove here. (laughs) Yeah, you're not already suspect number one being the only other person who lives in the house. Hey, man. OJ got off. (laughs) We cut back over to Tina and Janie's dad. Uh, He has gin, and she announces, I guess you win the prize. Tina gets naked and starts making out with him, and we hear his old-ass heart give way and see him die. Technically, she cheated because she did take off, like, her vest and then her top, so they would have had to play one more round, just to be fair. Well, she didn't cheat. She just conceded. Yeah. Still should have had one more game in. It's like on that one hand that I'm still thinking about where I I would bet my nut that Kron said check, so I turned my cards over, and he's like, I would have fucking pulled. I was like, dude, I thought you said fucking check, man. I wouldn't have turned my cards over otherwise. Like, yeah, I totally could have bet it again. Yeah, you said, yeah, you could have. I was like, I would have played the pair of nines. I'm like, but you fucking said check. <laughs> I won yeah. anyway. Yeah, you Listen won anyway, it. but I was still like, man, I thought that fucker said check. It's cool, man. There was no money involved. No. All right, where are we? Uh, we cut Johnny over just to... shot his dad. Yeah, and the the lady just killed that Janie's dad. Oh, that's right. I was trying... Yeah. And then we get another pair of... Yeah. How come they didn't give Janie the gun? They knew better. <laughs> originally, originally, Johnny stood in the mirror for five minutes and groped his tits. That was an Aerosmith joke, all you younger listeners. (laughs) Uh, We cut over to Morehouse. He walks into class. He's still still trying to teach these kids all this lame-ass poetry. Uh, One of these girls pipes up, Why do we have to keep learning about all these dead writers? There's a poet today who writes rings around them. The class starts chanting, Damien. 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 Morehouse, he's worried. He calls the mayor. We have to do something about this. Morehouse reports all these dead parents in town, and he doesn't think any of it was an accident. He calls the fucking mayor from 1934 on his goddamn phone that he has. Like, what the fuck? Uh, Morehouse insists that the mayor come to the concert tonight. He thinks the band is doing something funny, controlling these kids' minds. We cut over to the principal. He's talking to Janie about her father's death. Tells her to let her emotions out. She says she'd like to open the window and scream at the top of her lungs. He thinks that's a great suggestion. He gets up and opens the window. 
we see Janie turn into a weird rubber demon for a second. She pushes him right out the window. He lands in the back of a truck. I don't think that would kill him. He might uh, break a vertebrae or something, but I think he could keep going. Yeah. He would have survived, I think. We cut over to Morehouse. He's in the library. He's pulled every book that he can find about witchcraft and magic. That's a bummer that I'll never I'll never live in a time where I am forced to go to a library and research the occult or anything. Hey, Bones. Be the change you want to see. <laughs> they won't be there cuz they're That's the that's what them. I mean. Yeah, like it's they're fewer and far between now. You're the only person stopping you from achieving that goal. When was the last time you went into a public library? Last year. Years? Last year? Yeah, probably like a year or two ago. Do you take the daughter, Dan? Let her pick out books and stuff? She'd pick out some books. Yeah. Francis has a membership, and I'm usually just like, can you see if they have a movie there? Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, She's like, you can join the library. (laughs) It's a free service. Yeah, but it's easier if you just get it. That's too much work. Yeah. Plus, the government can look up what you check out. You're vaccinated. I will, I'll get on this run where I'm like, I'm buying all these books. Like, I just need to just get them from the library. And then I'll get a book and I'll have it for fucking ever. Like, goddamn, it takes fucking forever. So I should just buy books because it takes me so long to read. Uh, so Morehouse, he's pulled all these books. Julia finds them. Where she do you start? Where do you start? Occult. Like, what section? Occult? Yeah. Rock music? You go to a cult, and it's just Harry Potter books. Okay. And that's it. But where do you, do you also have to start with music, though? Does he have to go all the way back to the Lindy Hop, the Cha-Cha, the Swing, the Jitterbug? I think he could start the with... The Boogie Woogie, the Bunny Hop? Start with Black the Madison Sabbath. Madison Line Dance, the Slow Drag? The Fish, the Slop, the Twist, the Mashed Potato? And then finally, my favorite... The Meat Stick? The Meat Stick. Oh, shit. Guys... Where I is, guarantee you, if you just go to your library right now, you will find books about the occult and black magic. I guarantee you right now, I can go to my library and I will not find that. <laughs> All right, well, me and Bones good. We're living in these cities, dude. Yeah. Maybe on post, probably. They got ancient, rare editions that... Yeah. I got. I go to the library, like the same library as uh, Drax from the Phantom. Mm-hmm. So Classic. I can go see the secret occult private collection. You show them your ring to get in. Mm-hmm. You walk in with a bag that just has two skulls in it. I only need the two. They show me the location of the third. Uh, let's see. Julia finds him. She sits on the desk to talk to him. And Morehouse notices Johnny watching them from another part of the library. 
Johnny has different shoes on in this scene. Became obsessed with the, sh- the footwear in this movie. Like, uh, particularly Johnny or uh, Tony's dad. Like, wearing black dress shoes with jeans. Just is a, a real 80s thing. But Johnny wears those white sneakers for most of the movie. And then in this scene when he's, like, doing the cool... Like arms crossed, lean up against the the wall down the dark hallway. I noticed he had like a like a black dress shoe now too. I guess that went more with the the black vest that he was wearing. They probably had to give the white shoes back to yeah whatever cameraman lent them to but, them that day. This is absolutely the worst um, eighty style of any movie that we've had, I believe. From a costume perspective. Now you said worse, but I think you meant best. Okay, sorry. Uh, Morehouse asks if she's going to go to the concert tonight with Johnny. She says, of course not. Johnny means nothing to her. Morehouse asks how can she go to the same concert night after night and not get bored. She says that's what's so great about it. It's different every night. Every single time I find something different in Damien's music, it's as if it was meant just for me. Uh, Julia starts getting mad and says she needs uh, more from Mr. Morehouse. She knows the problem. Uh, She says, I know the problem is her. Morehouse says there's no one in his life right now, and Julia storms off. Guys, we cut over to the concert night three. Damien approaches the mic. Uh, he's now got a, a tough teen voice. <sighs> yeah. Says, you are the black roses, the flowers of evil. You've been chosen to smite the soil with the sword of pain. Yes. We are one with, with the things of prey and one with the things we kill. Victim and I and thou are one. It's getting pretty metal, dudes. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, once he's, blood. Once he says this, the crowd goes fucking nuts. They're eating this shit up. We cut over to a shot of a mirror. A lady pulls her top down and starts feeling her breasts. For a this awkwardly long time. This scene goes on for a while, especially considering the hour and 23-minute runtime this movie has. I think a good three minutes of it are dedicated to this scene alone. Yep. We now see Julia approach her drunk-ass stepdad. So not Julie, right? This is Julia. Julia, but I mean, it's that's not Julia's body. I don't no. think so. No way. This is just if some lady they hired for the day, right? If you're looking, you can tell. You yeah. mean by the old ass hands? That that's why they made this scene so long because they had to pay a lady to come in and just film this part of it. Right. So if we've got her, we may as well. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get our money's worth here. All right, we're gonna film 45 minutes of you doing this, but we're gonna cut it down. Okay, we just want the best rubs and circles. Maybe they also shot a breast exam in the same time. 
That's what paid for the movie. Mm-hmm. The American uh, Think Pink sponsored Black Roses for this very scene. It's an, uh, an about face on your previous statements on the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Ladies, make sure you get checked. Yeah, get checked. Watch Black Roses for the proper um, uh, swirls. Yeah, ladies. Uh, one, get checked. Two, crank off. Three, watch the Black Roses. Mm-hmm. You can do that in whatever order you want. Uh, Julia, she starts rubbing her stepdad's back, and that goes on for a little bit. She just kind of mashes him in the head with an ashtray. This kicks off a whole 30 years of Pornhub. What? What? This little scene. You guys remember ashtrays? Yeah. Is that your search, ashtray? Well, I mean, when I used to smoke in bed, I would put the ashtray on my chest. (laughs) Sure. I had a real cool one. It was from Disneyland. Mine sure. from McDonald's. Yeah. But like the little little spaces where you'd put the cigarette, you know, look like a look like the castle. Nice. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, man. Uh we cut over to Morehouse. He wakes up in the library. It's daytime now. Fucking loser. He missed the whole concert he planned to attend. He runs out. And, and worse, drives. he forgot all the information he learned the night before. This study <laughs> session was useless. He runs out and drives straight over to Julie's house. Uh, he learns from Julie's... I think I wrote Julia and Julie at different stages in these notes. Uh, but he learns from the mom that her her husband died last night. And she doesn't know where Julie is right now. We cut over to Priscilla, who's leaving the tennis court. Julie is in the back of her car and slits her throat. Morehouse arrives over at the mayor's house, but nobody's home. Uh, And then he does a a totally sick fucking burnout, guys. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I couldn't identify what he was driving there. Reminded me of a probe. Looked pretty cool, whatever yeah. it was. You got man, you miss those headlights, right? Mm-hmm. Those flip up headlights. Yeah, until one of them doesn't pop up. At yeah, two a.m. Get that ticket. Trying to trying to drive home drunk. Mm-hmm. Morehouse gets back over to his place. The mayor calls him and tells him that Priscilla's car caught on fire and she's dead. Morehouse hangs up the phone. There's a knock at the door. He opens it and finds Julie. Uh, this chick's totally all horned up at this point. Tells him that she's got a present for him. She starts kissing him. She gets naked. Uh, she says she's taken care of everything, and now nothing can stop them from being together. She starts kissing his chest. She... Basically tries to blow this guy, but he screams no and smacks her right in the face. <laughs> at what 
what what line does it become wrong to hit the person trying to force a PJ on you? When you feel uncomfortable. Like, will that hold up in court? I think this this exact scene is the perfect scenario. (laughs) When you don't consent. Your Honor, had my tennis racket been closer, I would have hit her with that. That's how scared I felt. So you're on trial. We're going to try the Black Roses defense here. So (laughs) just go with me. I don't know. You got to get me out of here, man. I'd be I'd do terrible in prison. Look at this. Look at this mustache. Uh, after she gets smacked in the face, she gets up. She's got crazy ghoul teeth and a laser arm. Guys, she's transforming. She only transforms about halfway, right? They just gave yeah. up on. They just gave up on the uh, on the special yeah. effect there. I think they just kind of put it over her and she just. <laughs> they they filmed enough of it and they were like, don't worry, we're going to fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> put this sleeping bag over you. Morehouse now sees her for what she is, which is a big, bald demon. Um, he then bashes her a few times with a tennis racket. He. Fights this demon pretty good, punches her, shoves a tennis ball in her mouth, and then he stabs her with the leg of a stool. This kills her, and he says, oh, fuck. (laughs) If only that tennis ball was filled with sodium. That's true. Oh, man. Could have blown her head clean off. I could not stare at the ugly yellow packaging of the peanut butter that was on the counter. (laughs) Look like some cheap shit. Oh did yeah. You get bored? Yeah. <laughs> did you get bored watching this? You're noticing peanut butter and tennis shoes. Cron, there's things I'd I'm never seen before. Observant as hell. <laughs> yeah. But also, this is this transfer was amazing looking. Yeah. It's like holy shit. Uh, we cut over to Morehouse. He pulls up to a Texaco station. He buys some <laughs> gasoline and some dynamite. <laughs> I think it's just flares. It's just but... flares. Yeah. The way they hand it to him, it just looks like a big bundle of dynamite. All right, guys, here we go. You ever go. lit We're a flare? At... You ever light a flare? I don't think I have. I don't think I have. It feels cool as fuck. Don't you just like <laughs> it pull really, it apart? But they, yeah, or they've got a little scratch. Like you pull the plastic off and then you can kind of pop it like a match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, it feels... <laughs> Hold that shit up. Yeah. That's what we should have done on our trip. You feel like bought a bunch of flares, dude. Shit, yeah. I've done all. I've done. I've lit two flares and dropped down to my knees. <laughs> Name that movie. Um, Connor. Close. The Rock. Oh, there you movie. go. Mm-hmm. You do the. You got the. Um, I think it's Thief, right? Where he's got that giant fucking flare, like that basically, like that big piece of metal that he lights to crack that one safe, because he's trying to get that chemical reaction. That looks cool as fuck. Is that the very first one he does, or no? That's yeah, it's one, one. I think it might be one of the first ones that he does. Oh, and then okay. there's you know fucking Stallone and Daylight. 
Kit Latura. Hey, I mean, uh, update your categories and throw flares in there. Fuck yeah. Not bad, actually. <laughs> what was I just watching right. recently where they like dropped a flare down something and they to measure it? Was that a podcast movie? Like down some big asshole? I think you're thinking of uh, Ocean's Eleven. Don't they crack some? They crack glow those glow sticks. sticks. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to that. Okay, sorry. There. Oh man. Okay. In no time to die. There's a fucking awesome elevator shaft thing. We'll talk about it next week, Dan. Does it involve flares? Not flares, but it, it, it's similar in like sort of the light up aesthetic. But it's such a cool tech thing. Yeah, we'll talk about it. It's two Bond references for you observant-ass listeners. Eagle-eared. All right, we're at concert night four. The kids have all arrived, but so does Morehouse with his supplies. He's also wearing a bright neon red vest for maximum visibility at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Camouflage. Damien is addressing the crowd. He's giving more Black Roses speeches. Everyone's chanting Damien yet again. Is this where he's like, worship your master. My soldiers (laughs) of the night adorn me. Worship your master. They're not even playing at this point. I think they're just... I don't think they've played a song the last two concerts. Yeah, he just comes out and they just, you know... Astro World is ass. They just run up on him. and <laughs> That is some good brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morehouse walks up. The kids are all in a trance, and no one notices him s- stealthily sneaking up to the stage. Uh, he opens his gasoline and just starts <laughs> pouring it everywhere. Damien notices, and he points his devil horns at him and says, Get that man. He drops the voice, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's back to a normal why, voice. Yeah, why wouldn't line. you keep it? That other voice seems to get you what you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Damien and... Oh, yeah, Damien and Tony pull Morehouse up onto the stage... Damien addresses Morehouse, and he says, You're good, Matt. Real good. Best I've ever come across. (laughs) This might be his first outing as a demon on Earth. Uh, Damien says, These kids are mine now. This is where he rips off his hair, revealing that he's just been bald the whole time. What a shocker. Maynard? Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that during the milk sit down that he had short hair that is true Mm -hmm. like in that whole exchange he actually looks pretty yuppie he's got short hair and like a pleated khaki on and he's got his shirt tucked in yeah but yeah platinum selling artist he can afford some good wigs Mm -hmm. but yeah like you said he's he's just mobied right now Uh, we now see Damien transform into a demon. <laughs> All the kids also transform into some ghoul zombies. 
and Damien's in his final form, which kind of looks like a half demon, half crocodile. Looks like something from Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Morehouse picks up a mallet that he finds on the ground. <laughs> looks like a mallet that you would like bang a big gong with. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what I thought. Um, he... The demon thing looks like, uh, what does Luke Skywalker fight in Return of the Jedi? Is it like a Balrog or something? Or is Balrog from uh, Lord of the Rings? I don't know, man. That sounds good enough. That's like too nerdy for us, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. We're not that nerdy. Yeah, I've, I've seen... I've seen Black Roses more times than I've seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so... Yeah. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're yeah, we're in that um category a Venn diagram of nerd and sleaze. Like our mm-hmm. sci-fi has to have, have has to have titties. Can't be PG thirteen. No. God forbid fucking PG. God forbid. God forbid G. Well, what's two thousand one rated? PG, I thought. Yeah, because that well, that's well fucking before. If it's before, right. yeah, if it's before Temple of Doom, it's PG. All right, but exception to the rule, not <laughs> the rule still stands. Right. It's not uh, even so science fiction, how- dude. It's fucking science fact. Yeah. <laughs> we do I our own research. That's what's going to happen for that big baby to come to earth <laughs> dude we got that fucking monolith yeah that's true yeah we did get monoliths so big baby's coming big, big baby's right around the corner <laughs> big baby coming have fun with that dan with your little uh photoshops big baby coming big baby 2024 uh, Morehouse, he gets in some good shots on this demon, uh, but eventually he gets thrown into a drum set. Damn it. The Cobain. Matt's able to grab one of his dynamite flares. Uh, he goes over and he kicks Damien right in his non-existent dick. Jurassic Park. That's a good flare. Oh, that is a good yeah. flare. Malcolm! That's the sec, dude. That is, fu- Goldblum waving that fucking flare is sexy Just as hell, dude. Make it God. a fucking category. <laughs> yeah. You've already named like four movies that yeah, dude. qualify. Stop giving your shit away. Yeah, you're acting like me right now. Just telling everybody all your categories. <laughs> Uh, Morehouse grabs Julia, he lights the flare, and sets the Damien Demon on fire. This snaps all of the kids out of their trance instantly. Uh, the Demon Band, much like the band on the Titanic, plays on. (laughs) Everyone's storming out of the venue. The mayor's there and tells, tells Morehouse that he was right about everything. Of course. 
Tony runs out of the venue on fire, and everyone's pretty slow to help him out. <laughs> He's kind of just burning there for a while. Uh, I, I think I think like the lady they got to show the tits. They got a guy who would they could light on fire, mm-hmm. and they were just gonna roll with it. You guys do not run in until I say cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're going through all this work, I want to burn for at least three minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got him for half the day. We're gonna mm-hmm. use him. The the mayor's line is really great here. Like when Morehouse comes out and says something to the mayor, the mayor's like, hey, forget everything else. Try to save the kids. <laughs> Wasn't that priority one? Nah. Uh, we do see one final shot of the demon burning. We cut over to the to Morehouse and the mayor who are... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. There's also when they're pulling Johnny out, they mm-hmm. they have a little sequence there where it's like he realizes like what happened and it's the saddest part of the whole fucking movie. Cuz and they don't give it any time. He's and it's just in passing. He's like, "Wait, what? Where's my dad?" And like it's like did yeah, those par- did those paramedics just like walk him out of the building like Oh, hey, it's Johnny, the guy who shot his father. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They, were, they were like... It's just... They were like, we've taken the liberty of canceling your father's newspaper subscription, so... Right. <laughs> he didn't oh, pay attention to you anyway, Johnny. Mm-hmm. He still paid rent, this, though. I don't necessarily think this movie's meant to arouse uh, serious emotions in your heart, though, so... They're just kind of dipping their toe into that water at the very end of the film. You know, people watch movies differently, Cron. Mm-hmm. I look for peanut butter jars and emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut back over to Morehouse and the mayor who are turning on a TV together. Do they? Do these guys just live together, live in the bachelor, bachelor life together at this point? I mean, they've been through, been hell through some back. hell. Yeah. I thought th- the news- they seemed pretty tight beforehand. Well, yeah, but they weren't they living together. together. I mean, I got beers with you guys recently. I'm not living with you. No. Ron, you can you can live with me if you want. Dan, do you, can you think of any of your um, ex-girlfriend's fathers that you would get a beer with? <laughs> ex-girlfriend's? Because that's no. what this guy is, right? No. Because he was boning Mayor's daughter. Definitely no. That's not like a split up, though. She got her throat slit and her well, car lit on fire. I didn't want to bring up the... <laughs> no, I wouldn't have any. I can't think of a single fucking one. Uh-huh. I don't... Mm-mm. I don't think I would. I'll tell you a story off mic sometime. I don't even want to have a beer with my wife's dad. Ouch. Do I need to cut that? They'll never know. Okay. Just kidding. Pod, I'll tag hope him. This pod, oh, I hope this podcast gets big as hell and <laughs> they report that shit on TMZ, dude. Any press is good press. 
There goes SNL, Dan. All right, so the news report comes on and says that the Black Roses are returning to the stage after a six-month hiatus. They've, they've sold out Madison Square Garden, and they'll be moving on to London after that. Uh, correction, Kron, they sold out Madison Square Gardens. <laughs> okay. Not sure what that oh. is, but that's what the lady said. They built a whole new one. She's to... on the Canadian side. <laughs> they built a second Madison Square Garden for all the spillover Black Roses fans that are going to show up. Because they're so huge. Uh, and then to end this movie, we just get a simple black and white photo of Damien. And then we get a voiceover of Morehouse saying evil. That's it. Black Roses. <laughs> That's Black Roses. <laughs> Uh, guys, give me a give me a final thought each on on Black Roses. It's Black Roses, man. <laughs> this is the fourth or fifth time I've seen this film. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed that it wasn't a VHS copy, and uh, I got to see some things that I hadn't before. So uh, yeah, you know, it's a sweet spot, including a smut wall. Yeah. I bet in 20 years your your kid's going to run up to you and be like, hey, have you ever seen this old movie called Black Roses? And you're going to be like, if you're not watching it on VHS, you're watching it the wrong way, dude. Call your Uncle Kyle. He'll send you a copy. Mm-hmm. Bones, a quick final thought. Uh, Black Roses is, in fact, a movie about uh, a rock band with demonic force uh, with the ability to brainwash some yokel, yokel, yeah, some yokels, some local youths. Um, man, I really love looking at stuff in the 80s. I don't know why I have such a weird nostalgia for for it and this movie really does amplify it from the the badass cars to the terrible haircuts and um clothing um yeah i don't know how much i can say i mean it's fun it's a funny movie guys this is a great movie uh ton of fun Really love the mayor on this watch. Always bringing up his Rolodex of knowledge on the music industry. Uh, yeah, at any time, he could have listed off a number of things, up to and including the stroll, the hand jive, the cha-cha, the swing, the jitterbug, the boogie-woogie, the West Coast swing, the bunny hop, the calypso, the bop, the Madison line dance, the slow drag, the fish, the slop, the twist, the mashed potato, the watusi, and everybody's personal favorite, the meat, the meat stick. stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably got cut out of the film. His references to all of those. Uh, hey, Matt, what's going on? You want to come over and do a mashed potato with me? This movie's an hour 23, the perfect length for this film. Doesn't wear you out. It knows it. Mm-hmm. It, it knows it. Uh, Dan. Yes. 
did you find any further research about this film? Anything the director didn't tell us? <laughs> I say us, you Personally. guys. Gentlemen, upon further research, the tagline for this movie is turn up the volume, turn down the lights, but don't watch it alone. Came out in... 1988, um, 400,000 to make Black Roses, but Fasano said during a promotion of the film that the budget was just under a million dollars, so we're not sure there. It's all there on the screen. Shot in Canada. How? Well, you got a burn guy, you got a lady coming in to show her breasts. Uh, yeah, shot in uh, Canada. Like, how this thing is more than $300,000, I don't understand. The budget on tennis rackets alone must have been astronomical. And leather jackets? Crazy. You don't have any crazy... You have zero crazy sets. You have houses, schoolrooms. Those are custom cod pieces, dude. <laughs> I could see 400000 for this movie. Not close to a million. Uh, it was released on home video in December of 1988. It was released for the first time on DVD in 2007. Uh, there was a CD release in 1988 by Metal Blade Records, who do a lot of heavy metal stuff. Fucking um, hardcore. Metal Blade Records? Yeah, man. Still around. Most members of the band were from uh, a band called King Cobra. Uh, Carmine Apici, who was a drummer. Drummer, yeah. He played for Ozzy for a few years. He's the guy uh, who kind of looks like Tom Savini. Yeah, kind of. And yeah, he he played all the drums and did a lot of the music for it. Uh, Still releasing albums under King Cobra these days. So if you're into that, check that out, I guess. But yeah, that's all I got. Not much. All right. Uh... Guess it's time to move into Rate My Letterbox. America's favorite game. Rate My Box. We got to TM this shit, right? Mm -hmm. We'll get there. I'll go first. Um, I'm doing Krana. I'm going a 3.5. Bones... I'm going to 3.0. Dan, 2.5. Kron, 3.5. I'm going to go with Dan, a 3.5. Bones, a 3. Gentlemen, the letterbox user rating at the time of this viewing for Black Roses from 1988 is a 2.9. Comically low. Gentlemen, I am going to go a 3.0 for this. It's it's a good time. It hits that sweet spot. Um, I love any movie about metal bands and just shit like that. I love demons, of course. So it's a recipe for success in my world. So 3.0 for me. 
I think this movie is a, uh, a a battle between poor filmmaking and purposely. I don't say purposely being bad, but sort of uh, being self-aware. Um, there really is some fun stuff, but most of the fun stuff I think is at the expense of quality. Um, I don't think you can have, if you legitimately have those teenagers turning into those puppets and you think it's serious, I feel sad for you. But also if you think, oh, this will be funny, but you don't add any other humor throughout the movie, it's sort of a failure. Um, I think this movie is right down the middle. I think it's a solid 2.5. All right, guys. Dan reported to us that at the very least, this movie cost $400,000. I'm going to give it a star for each one. $100,000 it costs. I'm going to go with a four. Dan said it might be a million. I could see myself going up to a 10. Uh, I'm going to give this a four. I think it's a funny movie. Uh, probably a bit of nostalgia coming into this, this rating of mine, but I've seen this movie a lot. I like it every time I see it. It's not going to be for everyone, but it is for me. 4.0. Wow. (laughs) Probably looking in the three-point-something range. That's right. Uh, Let's update this. All right, guys. Black Roses would have an average rating from us of 3.17. Right now, it would be tied with a movie called Split Second. It is not. Which is what number? Uh, They would be tied right now for position 16 on the big list. I got to go Split Second. Well, I'm going to go with Black Roses. <sighs> Damn it. I think I... I got to go split second, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one, though. Oof. It is. All right. Black Roses would end up at position 17 on the big list. It would be right under Split Second and right above Strangeland. This is good, good company to keep. <laughs> I think so. One, I mean, it's got the rock metal on one side and the somewhat demonic thing on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do them as a triple feature. Yeah. All right. Um, we do track our Rate My Letterbox scores. Guys, 
Talk about unity. We each finished that game with a solid one point. We all got within a half point of each rating, so. Uh, after Black Roses, uh, me and Bones are tied at seven points each. Dan, right behind us with six. Tight. And we... Nine movies. So this this is... Uh, this was over the halfway point. Four rounds left. Well, well any, right, guys. any final thoughts on it? I mean, it, it. you give it a four star, I feel like you got to kind of give me a little bit more. I mean, what do you want? It's got... Uh, <laughs> It's got weird rubber ghouls. It's got a, a guy that reads the newspaper every waking moment of his life. I, I don't even think he sleeps anymore. He just reads the paper. You got a mayor who knows every single bit about music you'd want to know. Uh, I got his list right here. You want me to go through it? <laughs> no. no, I think I'm good. Uh, you got some weird Canadian filmmaking, you know, yeah. the perfect uh, blend of of this is truly a B horror movie. Yeah. Like that's exactly what it is, but I don't think they were necessarily striving to do any more than that. What is it about this show that 80% of our movies have been filmed in Canada? It's not us. That's just the industry, man. Should that be our next trip? Just a little road trip up to uh, Canada. Hit all the towns where we're big our fans, eh? Let's go. Mm-hmm. You guys make real shit, and we love it, eh? We don't like paying taxes. That's the whole thing. Oh. They probably pay tax in oh. Canada. Damn. The United States probably doesn't pay as much to film it in Canada. Probably get a cut or something. What? I think they had a, you know, like the Canadian film board or whatever that would, they would give you tax money to make movies in Canada. Which seems fucking crazy that we can't match that, right? Like somebody in Georgia figured the shit out and now fucking Marvel and Disney are there with their big ass Pinewood. It's just... You know, they're going to be making fucking money. It's fucking crazy that, you know, some other United States state with better weather than fucking Canada didn't get on board with like, hey, cost of living is like super low. There's no supply issues. Our weather's fucking great. We should be making movies here. Like, fuck California, which is always on fire. Um, I don't know. Seems fucking stupid. I like that all these uh, Canadian movies all look cold, though. <laughs> they look like exact. Yeah, everybody shot them in the dead of winter. Right. I mean, it. It. They always seem to try to pass like Vancouver for New York, and then everything else in Canada looks like Colorado. I mean, hey. So that that to paint the leaves in red. So. <laughs> Is the rumor true that they had to, like, 
they brought in, like they trucked in leaves from the Midwest for Halloween. Because they didn't shoot Halloween in Illinois. They shot it in L.A. Yeah, I always heard that. Yeah. That seems fucking gnarly. I don't know if they had to truck them in, but I know they would like, like they would dress a scene and then they would like bag up all the leaves that they had and take them. Maybe to the that's next. what I what was it I heard. Yeah. I always thought that was like, man, that would fucking suck, right? Cigarette butts and shit in there. Well, yeah, I mean, that's car- Carpenter th- fucking flicking them at you because <laughs> <laughs> you're pissing him off. All right, thank you, Kron. All right, guys, that was the excellent film, Black Roses, <laughs> from 1988 by John Fasano. Uh, that gets us to two out of three uh, on the brainwash category. And when we come back for the after shower show, Bones is going to tell us what the final selection is. Oh, yeah. So I guess keep listening, and as always, just crash and burn. Fucking iceberg. Buddies forever. Unless we start arguing because you say it doesn't count. I'm all ears. Well, listener, I hope you're also all ears. Because it's my turn to pick the climactic conclusion to Dan's category brainwash. Um, I had a tough time with this one. This might have been the, the toughest time I've had so far. A tough teen? A tough teen time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch two movies to see if they qualified. One of them absolutely qualifies, but I thought this is a fucking slog. <laughs> um, the other one sort of classified in the mind... Was, mani- was, that, was the first one the brain? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, I, I did watch two movies, uh, each of which uh, you guys told me to watch. And then independent of that, I watched an, another movie. Um, so I, I kind of want to save it. I don't want to say what they are because they could be used for other categories. And then there was one that I'm just like not going to bring up. Um, if you listened last week, you might notice that I thought that I was supposed to pick last week and was stressing and one night I'm laying in bed and my wife comes in and I have been increasing the speaking in my sleep that she's been noticing and Damien Damien something came to me and I realized I think this counts because Dan said hypnosis mind manipulation counts now Dan Mm -hmm. you had kind of a villain you had an otherworldly 
sort of thing that was controlling a town. Yeah. Kron, you had a uh, demonic band also controlling a town. I kind of want to look at maybe not necessarily controlling a town, but mind manipulating a town. And one very famous town. One very famous city. Um, Dan, you had a brain. Kron, you had the devil. We need a real villain. We need a famous supervillain in a very famous city. You guys rock. I mean, Dan, your immediate reaction to me getting pissed at this kid in Black Roses for burning an action figure, you said, because he's burning Batman. Well, you can't burn Batman because he's got a fucking fireproof cape, and I'm going to show you that fireproof cape in action in Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever. So you're going Riddler. Mm-hmm. With his mind manipulation box. Yeah, that counts. Okay. Yeah, that's good. And it's a good thing that this episode is probably going to come in in around two hours. Because next week's going to take a while. And this is Batman... Forever. Forever. Val Kilmer. Jim Carrey. Is this available anywhere? This movie is streaming on HBO Max. On the DC Hub. Right on. Bones' first Batman. It was a matter of time. What is this? Uh, Kiss by a rose on a grave. Quite possibly one of the best movie soundtracks of all time. <laughs> Kiss from a rose is timeless. It's been is a this while. The this is... Bat- go ahead. Is this, is this the Batman with uh, nipples? No. Nope. That's the next one. That's the next one. Oh. But you do get badass. Alicia Silverstone? No, that's still in the next one. That's still the there's next still one. two suit-ups that you see. I'm going to have a tough... Because we're not... We ain't going to be rushing through no plot. I could give you this one without taking notes. I mean, my movie take was an hour 23, and we're at two hours of recording. So. Yeah, and this, and I think Forever is like just over two hours. So, Hydra Boys. <laughs> But I th- this is this is the perfect Batman movie for this show, right? We're talking mid-90s. We're talking the height of Jim Carrey's powers. Joel Schumacher, just all over the fucking place. It's going to be a blast. This is one your wives can watch with you. <laughs> you say that, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, can not will. I'm making mine watch it. Ninety five, baby. You talk about the nostalgia of black roses, like shit. We'll talk about it a little bit more next week, but ninety five. That's when I moved to Guam, and I moved to Guam when this movie was out in theaters in the U.S. So, like, we didn't get a chance to see it. And in Guam, Dan, you know this, like army 
Navy bases, they always get the movies months later mm-hmm. so they can show them for substantially cheaper. And the fact that I was like, oh, fuck, I can't go see this. Like I went on like a Monday. Like, this is weird as hell. Going to the movies <laughs> on a school night. Ask for the soundtrack for Christmas. Shit. I think I had the soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. We might even go through the soundtrack next week. I'm telling you. Seriously. It's going to be a marathon of a fucking show. <laughs> Putting you through the ringer. So on that note, we should get out of here. Well, all right. Fellas. Batman Forever. Joel Schumacher. Val Kilmer. We'll be there. All right. We'll see you next week. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Damien. 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 Evil. Damien. Dude, everybody's going to know you nutted. Yeah. (laughs) Nutted on the pod, dude. (laughs) It's fucked up. This comes back to jizz.